0: After learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 163 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Kristen Kluck. Kristen lives near Jackson, Tennessee, and she is a chef. Welcome, Kristen. Jen Stevens, hello. Yay. We've been waiting a long time to have, we have. this. <laughs> That's a, it's a common thread because we've set up interviews. People want to be on the podcast, and I love that we have so many people that want to be on it that it just takes a while to get to you. So it's been, gosh, almost a year, I think, since you first wrote to me. Yep something like that yeah well i'm glad glad to finally finally have a chance to chat i think you know the time gives us more to talk about right it does i've been collecting a list of things i wanted to
1: ask you and talk about so i have multiple lists going actually
0: awesome because you know i normally do most of the asking so i love that you're going to ask me (laughs) oh i came ready
1: girl i came to play that's fun
0: Well, let's get right off started then. And, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Well, like
1: many people, I have the long history of, you know, ups and downs with my weight. I am five foot zero. And so... um I think that just adds some extra challenges for us shorties. We don't have as much room to spread it out. So I think so. It is it, harder when you're, I think oh when you're short. God, it's very hard. Yeah. And so ever since, well, I remember when I was 16, I gained a little bit of weight and I was at a school where I had to wear a uniform and I noticed my uniform was getting tight and I said something to my best friend and she's like, "Yeah, I noticed." And I was like, oh, boy, thanks a lot for that. (laughs) What happened to the girlfriend support there? But anyway, so, I mean, really starting that young, I started noticing that I just had to be careful and think about it. And I've always loved food. Desserts are the love of my life, besides my dear husband, of course. (laughs) And um, so I just started realizing that pretty early in, I mean, I, I was, I wouldn't say my weight was out of control, probably... 30-ish was when I started thinking, oh, man, I've really got to keep this under control. So, you know, just ups and downs, Weight Watchers, all the things. So I was trying to remember which year. Around New Year's, you know, you start thinking about these things. It was either 2018 or 19, probably 18. My husband and I heard about intermittent fasting, did like three seconds of research, and were like, sure, let's try this. So we were doing the dirty fast with the the yummy coffee in the morning. right? And I would say for a month or two, we lost a little bit of weight. Things were going pretty well. But then without a lot of foundation, without really knowing what we were doing, without, you know, the results kind of slowed down, we kind of just gradually crept back into, they were just reasons,
0: you know, if you don't have a good reason not to it's easier to eat. So then. Oh, yeah. That's the story of my early days with intermittent fasting as well. Those years from 2009 to 2014, not understanding that the fast was more than just a way to eat fewer calories in exactly. your eating window. You know, exactly. I didn't know. Under- we we didn't know. Um, lay people certainly didn't know. But it was the same exact thing. If fasting was hard with all that yummy coffee too, wasn't right. it? Made right. a difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and I just not knowing what I was doing, like I
1: said, we just kind of I guess just gave up, you know, too many, you know, a lunch here, a breakfast there. And then pretty soon I just wasn't doing it. Right. Well, right around, well, it would have been right around the time of the pandemic, you know, we weren't seeing people. And then I I have a good friend that we always talk about our struggles with weight and discipline. And, you know, there's the weight matter, but there's also just personal discipline and being, having self-control and not being crazy. And we will struggle with sugar and that kind of thing. So she started telling me about internet intermittent fasting and she told me about your book which at that time delay don't deny was what was available so mm-hmm. i bought it she told me about it i think i started doing it before the book even came no i listened to the audio book because this was like i said pandemic right so i was home all day there was no lunches breakfast anything I was painting a room in my house because, you know, pandemic, what else are you right. going to do? <laughs> and so I put the audiobook on. I listened to it. I got my whole foyer painted. I didn't eat all day. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. So that was roughly March, let's just mm-hmm. say 20th right. of 2020. That's when I started. And I've been going strong ever since.
0: Awesome. You know, I think that it was such a pivotal time for so many of us, the entire 2020. You know, we all just had to reexamine what we were doing and figure out what was important to us. Right, right. right. Well, and I think for me,
1: I'm I'm pretty social. And so it took me a, a good while of doing it and really getting solid about what was going on and how it was working for me that was really helpful for me to not have to make decisions about going to lunch with friends or anything like that and to just establish myself in it and then by the time things started opening back up and lunch options and so on became available it was it was easy and it was something that i knew i wanted to do and so then once i started having lunch opportunities and stuff i just kind of decided you know what i'm going to go for it. I'll just go to lunch. I don't have to Mm -hmm. eat lunch. right? And then I realized the world isn't going to come to an end. I can still have lunch. My friends don't think it's terribly weird. They sometimes don't even notice when I'm with a group and it's fine. And so that was was a big step for me too. So realizing that you could have lunch or that you could not eat at lunch. That I could go to lunch and sit with my friends and not eat and that it wasn't a big deal. And that I can go to an event where there's food. I can... You know go to the bible study where there's snacks and just
0: not have a snack it's not a big deal right it's true and i remember you know the first time i ever went to a party <laughs> and was was fast you know i think it was when i was doing an alternate daily fasting kind of a thing and I was like, you know, I'm at this party and I'm not going to eat. Is everybody going to think it's weird? I'm just going to drink water. And no one even noticed. Yeah. Nobody asked me about it. I was holding something in my hand. That's all that they cared about. I was there. I was socializing and nobody, yeah, I didn't even have to talk about it. Right. Yeah. So
1: for a long time, I didn't talk with anybody about it because I'd been so, there'd just been so many things in my life. Like we moved here to West Tennessee about six years ago. And when we moved here, I felt like I was the hubbiest I'd ever been and I, we kind of moved and got settled and then I started an elimination diet. So I'm meeting people for the first time and I'm like, oh, I don't eat wheat or dairy or eggs or nuts or soy or, you know, <laughs> sure, let's have dinner together, you know. <laughs> yeah i'll eat some lettuce yeah it was and people were so kind and gracious and um you know we were still able to make friends in spite of it all but i just felt like i've been down this road so many times and i just don't want to be the person who's always on some weirdo diet
0: yeah that was me i remember being at a christmas party and it was right after i'd read wheat belly when wheat belly came oh, out yes. and I'm like that's got to be my problem yep. I'm going to go I'm... gluten-free yeah so I was like I'm going gluten-free it was like December like I said oh, so I was perfect. at my school Christmas party and I'm like hi I'm gluten-free and the people the caterers I mean they've fit- figured out something but I know people were like there's Jen on her weird thing I actually gained weight when I went gluten-free by the way <laughs> I
1: know I'm
0: sure it's <laughs>
1: it's pretty ridiculous all the different things out there and all the things that we'll try. And it's, yeah, it's just I do feel like I was very skeptical because I had tried so many things and there are so many things out there. And there's a lot of things that are trying to sell you something and trying to, you know, it's like proselytizing for this new diet. And They all make claims, these big lofty claims. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. And in fact, I was a part of a Bible study that had (laughs) – two rules. You can't talk about politics and you can't talk about diets <laughs>
0: because those were the two polarizing things. Isn't that crazy? Uh-huh. That really is. You know, I, I joke about in my books, you know, that it's almost like diets are a religion now. Yeah, you know, it's, I'm, it's true. Even though I've left Facebook completely, which is a whole different story, oh. but... Yeah, That's but I'm, interesting. I'm really enjoying it. I'm still okay. on Instagram just okay. because I never had the pull on Instagram. You know, some right. people like live their whole lives like right. you know, with the whole Instagram. But for me, Instagram is just a thing. I can look at it. I can go. I don't feel the big pull. But because I'm on Instagram I, and they figured out that I'm, you know, in the food world, mm-hmm. in the health world, they show me everything. Uh-huh. And it's crazy the way that people talk about, like the way, you know, they show me carnivore people who only eat meat and and what what they are saying. And then they show me the plant-based people that only eat plant-based. And it's just so interesting how they all seem to be so, like, religious in the beliefs about food. Yeah. Well, people, it is an interesting world. I'm not in
1: or on any social media at all. Well, Pinterest is my one social media. I use it. To that find- was my
0: sister. She only was doing Pinterest. Yep, I, I use get it to it. find yes. recipes and mm-hmm. sewing patterns and stuff like that's that. That's the one I've never, I mean, I'm on it. Mm-hmm. Like I have an account, but I've never been, I've never done a thing on it. I think I might oh. have pinned two things and I was like, this is not for me.
1: Yeah. Well, I collect <laughs> stuff on it and that's it. I, I don't even understand how to be involved in Facebook and Instagram. And, but I just think that it's such a strange world of people with strong opinions. And because it's, impersonal people get really vicious with their
0: opinions and it it can get really crazy. And that's, they post mean things like they'll like somebody on one side will post like a picture of somebody on the other side and make fun of how they look. And they're like, does this look like someone who's healthy? No. I'm like, Oh my God, that's awful. That's terrible. Well,
1: I, I wrote, my husband's a writer and um, we wrote an article together for uh, a website that We know. And he told me I could only be a part of the article if I would promise not to read the comments. Right. Because he was just like, there's no good will come of it. It will be either it'll inflate your opinion of yourself or it'll totally devastate you. And neither one is good. So that was that was the agreement with the article. No reading the comments.
0: That's very smart because that will it really hurts your feelings. Yeah. Well, he knows
1: because he he went through all of that himself with Mm -hmm. his work and so it's just a world that I have never wanted to enter into, but I do, I get glimpses occasionally. I hear other people talking about what's out there and it is, it's just crazy.
0: All the, yeah. all the and different that's things. Partly why I love Facebook.
1: Yeah, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> it's a whole lot of why. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when you did that elimination diet, did mm-hmm. you find that there were certain foods that didn't work for your body? Well, yes. I,
1: I know that neither wheat nor dairy are great for me but i also found that those are not things that i'm willing to cut out of my life permanently right and that the kind of effects that i get from them i'm willing to live with for within reason and right. so for me wheat just does weird you know intestinal things to me and i won't go into details <laughs> um so i just find that i am not going to eat wheat on a regular basis, like when we want to do pasta, like last night I made gluten-free pasta right. and that was fine. And I just avoid, I don't eat a lot of bread, but if I do eat bread, I'm only going to eat really excellent bread. And so I'll eat really excellent bread. I eat cake and cookies because that is very important. But right. I don't just, I don't eat wheat as a filler ever. Okay. So it's it's really good wheat for the right reasons.
0: So we got off the subject. We were talking about, you were talking about your Sunday school class and mm-hmm. that you weren't allowed to talk about politics right, or right. food. <laughs> <laughs> we did get off the subject, didn't we? Drag me back, yeah. Jen. Bring me Sorry. back around. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I got all excited just because it's, you know, it's it's just such an interesting, it's modern society and it's what, it's what social media has enabled us to do. Right. You know, people used to, there were always book critics. There were always critics, but now it's real time. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't need someone to comment over every aspect of my life. (laughs) No, we don't need that. I've got a husband for that. (laughs) (laughs) So you said you didn't tell anybody about intermittent fasting for a while.
1: Well, just my friend Amy, we talked about it. And so we had, because I'm not on social media, I'm not in any of the fasting podcast groups or any of that stuff. And so my friend Amy and I would just talk about it. And, you know, I would ask her questions before I had the information myself, or we would, you know text or Marco Polo each other when we're like, you know, I'm having a rough day. I don't know if I can hang out, hang to it. So we would be like, okay, my goal for today is to wait until four to eat or my goal for the day is, you know, whatever it was. And then we'd kind of keep each other accountable and stuff. But then um, I would say, I don't know when it switched. I guess when I'd been doing it for a while and I started, I could see that I was having results, then I started feeling like, well, it's okay to talk about it a little bit. So I I have tried not to um, be obnoxious about it and tell everyone, but um, I do mention it to people. I mean, it comes up naturally sometimes or, and like with my kids, they know that, you know, my son, I have an 18 year old son and he works in the food industry. So sometimes he'll bring me a treat home from work or something. And he knows that I may not be eating yet.
0: I'll save it for later. And that kind of thing. You're delaying. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's perfect. So, you know, I know the pandemic has changed a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know, how has it affected you as a chef with your work? Well, so I am a personal
1: chef. So I'm freelance self-employed I have a couple clients that I work for regularly and then I do small catering jobs I make wedding cakes really kind of if you if you want food and I'm in a small not a small town I don't know probably a medium-sized town Um, there's not tons of food choices and I Mm -hmm. I come from a more diverse food background around
0: here it's kind of barbecue and fried chicken you know I get it yeah and um augusta it's very similar okay. we have, I have yeah, a few restaurants here and there that mm-hmm. are, are nice and popped up but it's mm-hmm. a lot of you know american fast casual yes chains yes and that's everywhere you turn not hmm.
1: exactly how i like to eat and me neither so so i do offer something a little bit different locally um so yeah, for me, there, there's definitely been some ups and downs in the pandemic, and there were, you know, the the first couple weeks, I didn't work, and um, and then there was one time where I had a fever one night, and I had a whole week of work lined up, and you know, so I had to go get tested, tell everybody I couldn't work that week.
0: Turns out it was nothing. Right. And yeah, so that, that was, was when s- testing took a lot of time too. It, it did. And it was even hard to get tested. I was yes. sick at one point early. It was March. Yep. Um, March of 2020, I mm-hmm. had something and um, felt bad. Mm-hmm. And my sister worked at, well, she still does, but works at the local hospital. And she mm-hmm. was, like, in charge of getting the tests and everything. Right. And, like, what do I do? She's like, you do nothing. There's nothing you can do. Right. We have no tests. You just right. do nothing. So, I mean, did I have coronavirus? I don't know.
1: Right. Well, and I had to pay. I did. Right. technically didn't have to pay for the test. But mm-hmm. I had to pay to become a new patient Right. at the only clinic in town that had the t- I mean, it was mm-hmm. really...
0: Yeah, necessary. they didn't have
1: them at the hospital at that time.
0: Okay. It was really early. Yeah, this was so. la-
1: this was later in the summer for me. Yeah. But it turns out I just like overheated myself because once again I was painting. I was okay. painting in my garage, <laughs> and it was really hot. And I just got too hot. It was okay. But I was trying to be careful and not you know do anything. So other and then I think we had a resurge around between Thanksgiving and Christmas of mm-hmm. new cases, and I had booked a bunch of catering stuff, and then everybody had to cancel. And that was also frustrating. But, um, you know, I had some moments at the beginning of the pandemic where I wasn't worried so much about the pandemic, the the virus, as I was just about, it did feel a little bit like the world was, the sky was falling and everything. It did feel like that. And I had some concerns about, you know, is the whole economy going to collapse? And I maybe planted a panic pandemic garden maybe because I was like I'm gonna be scratching the
0: food from the soil and so <laughs> I ordered a bunch of dried beans at one point and I've just started <laughs> cooking them like this week I know well I-, I was scared but I was like I better just get these beans I got some beans and they're so amazing by the way I've yeah. just scared of dried beans i oh, always yeah. use beans in a can
1: oh it's so much better when you soak so and cook much better bean. yes yeah. but I in my panic I planted because this this is good survival food. Um, raspberry and blueberry bushes. Ooh. Because that's what you need if you've got to survive, right? <laughs> you can see how dessert is a strong priority. There you go. <laughs> but um, they're actually doing great. My my raspberries, I'm going to have to get out there and, and whip them into shape because they want to take over. Oh, Which, yeah. you know, I'll take a
0: lot of raspberries. I'll see if I can get my husband to plant me some blackberries. Blackberries are my favorite.
1: Oh, yes. We're
0: remodeling our backyard right now. Okay. And it's all—it looks like the moon. Our whole okay. backyard, because it's—they, it's all been—you know, it was—it needed a lot of, of rehabbing. It had sure. an old pool from the '80s and okay. old concrete that had been damaged when a tree oh. fell on it before we oh, bought the damn. house. That sort of thing. Yes. So it had—we yes. had to start over. But I'm gonna get him to plant me some things, and I okay. think blackberries yes. would be a good. Well, they can be a little unruly. They have a mind of <laughs> their own. We got some weird but... parts of the yard he can yeah, put them in. Just... Do they
1: like shade? I think they like. Like under half. trees yeah a little they, they need some sun but you know
0: so, somebody else will be able to tell you better than me but I well, think they he, like he'll it. probably know because yes you can figure it out I just point and say I want you know I want yes. hydrangeas and he's like can't do them there can't do it you know he yep. just tells me what he can't do yep there you go there you go <laughs> so um well I'm glad I'm glad that you were able to keep up with your work during the pandemic and especially as a, a personal chef that sounds great are there some families that you just like Make meals for them. Yeah. So uh,
1: with my regular clients, they're families that for various reasons um, just don't want to cook for themselves, don't right. have time to cook for themselves, maybe special dietary needs. And before, I'm a self-trained chef, and I worked in a commercial kitchen for a couple years um, at a university. I helped get their coffee shop menu set up and did the bakes for that, and then they put me in charge of allergen-friendly foods the cafeteria because, you know, we have students with different allergies and whatnot. So um, I learned a lot about, well, and of course, I was doing my elimination diet myself. Right. So I learned a lot about how to cook with some limited ingredients and if you need to avoid certain things. So some of my clients have dietary needs. So I will go in and I'll cook. Usually I do about three meals and some sides and stuff for, for them. And that's basically a week's worth of food. And, um, so I'll set up their menu and get the groceries for them. They can add whatever they want to their list and, um, then go to their house and cook their food. Awesome. So you cook it right there at their house. Generally, I'm, I'm thinking sometimes I do it at my house. Sometimes I do it at their house. There's, um, you know, I'm just, I, it's a very small little business that I have and I'm trying to keep it simple.
0: Sometimes it's easier to do it one way or the other. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. I've always wondered about the life of a personal chef, yes. well, especially well, in like a, me- a small Tennessee town. <laughs> I
1: know. Well, and it is. Small is is key because, and I don't, you know, I, I give a day to each client. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like I can have 55 clients because right. I'm going to do, and I have a child in school still. So I try and get my work done while he's at school and then pick him up from school afterwards. So that's, that's kind of my day.
0: Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned that the first time you started intermittent fasting back in 18, whenever that Mm -hmm. was, you and your husband were doing it together. How Mm -hmm. about this time?
1: Well, this time when I started, Ted was skeptical because, you know, we tried it and it didn't work. And he is a very committed athlete. So, um, and- Last year, during the pandemic, he and our boys were outside playing football every day in the heat. That's how they spent their time. He was a football player in, in high school and college and has, um, we like to call it his little disease, that he's continued to play in all sorts of weird, <laughs> random ways since college. And so um, he and the boys were out playing in the heat, and he just did not feel like he could not eat and then play. So right. he really didn't. And then... And he kept saying maybe once football season is a season being the season that they created for themselves <laughs>
0: i love that they're, they're having their own they yard did. football season. it was like
1: clubhouse football season and friends would come over and they'd play i mean it was great he's got a whole garage full of equipment and shoulder pads and helmets it's it really is a crazy little thing that he's got going on that sounds fun it, it is fun so I can't remember when it was, maybe in the fall. Actually, he didn't really start until around New Year's this year. He So okay. over pandemic, you know, I was making, because of the, this new freedom, instead of having all these restricted, you know, I can't eat this, try not to eat cookies, try not to this and that. At dinner time, I was making all the food. And so we were eating delicious food in the evenings because um, that's when I wanted to, open my eating window so we were eating great food in the evening and then he would eat during the day do it you know before he worked out and all that kind of stuff and then um we had a friend come visit us around the holidays a friend who especially likes to lean into the decadence of life and ted came away from that just really feeling rotten and just feeling like for nine months i've done nothing but eat Right. And I love the
0: way you phrase that, lean into the decadence of life. <laughs> I, I tend to be someone who also enjoys leaning oh, into the oh decadence yeah. of life. We, decadence is always going to be a part
1: of our life, which is why right. intermittent fasting works so Absolutely. well for us. That lets us lean out for Yes, a of exactly. The exactly. So <laughs> I would say around January, he started fasting in earnest. And um, we've also found that wheat does not agree with him particularly well. Okay. So we've been... Um, trying to dial that back. And he was having some pretty significant feel bad issues. And um, so he started fasting. And I would say within a month, lost maybe 15 pounds. And it probably took two months for him to really start to feel a lot better. But um, he is very committed to doing it now. And his real question was, how can I work out? Can I work out in the fasted state? How is that going to make me feel? Is that going to even be possible? Because as you know, it goes against everything that yeah. everyone says. And so, um, but he's found that he can work
0: out fasted. If he works out really, really, really hard, if it's really hot, right. then he'll have trouble. He may need like to supplement with some electrolyte. Right. Right. Has he tried that? I I think some and he's tried just doing
1: a small snack before or if he feels depleted, he'll do a snack afterwards and break his fast earlier than he might have planned otherwise. But I would say it's just worked really well for both of us. And um he's feeling he's feeling
0: great. He looks great. Oh yeah. He's such a Yay Ted. Yeah. Good job, Ted. (laughs) And y'all can't see this. Kristen is in the room with Ted. Yes, I can't see Ted, but I know he's right around the corner.
1: He wanted to listen. (laughs) He's sweet. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So, and I think we've both found some. What do you call it? Non-scale. Right. Non-scale victories. Non-scale victories. I had terrible plantar fasciitis. That is gone. That's we probably. We have all the time. Oh, I think that's the most common thing. And I'm I was. am so glad I never had that. It sounds horrible. It's just it, horrible pain. It is. It is really bad. And I'm on my feet all day. Right. Um. And so, you know, I switched to wearing Birkenstocks, which that was a good move. And I will never go back. Um, so for a while I was like, is it the Birkenstocks? Is it mm-hmm. the fasting? Cause well, no, I switched to Birkenstocks probably a year before I started fasting. And it helped a little bit, but it didn't go away until I started fasting. The fasting, yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably it might have even been six months before it was really gone. And then one day I was just like, wait, my feet don't hurt anymore. This is amazing. That's awesome. So that's been great. What else are my let's see, I wrote it down. Let me see. I've had some other things too. I used to have this really weird eczema thing. It might be connected to wheat too, but I think uh, that's yeah. gone. I've had so I discovered about 20 years ago that I'm allergic to cats, which is maybe the saddest thing in the world because I it love is cats. Sad. It's very yeah. sad. Well, we when we moved to Tennessee, we decided that we could try an outdoor cat and maybe that wouldn't give my allergies problems. It still did. I did do a weird treatment in a chiropractor that has helped my allergies, but I really think fasting
0: has been a part of it too. Fasting and, made a huge difference on my allergies. Okay. Well, fun fact I'm allergic to one of our cats. Oh, my. He's got like different fur. Interesting. I didn't yeah. know that
1: was possible. Well, we- well it is.
0: I, <laughs> I'm not allergic to the uh, like, but this one cat of ours, he's got the thickest fur you've uh-huh. ever seen. Like, we joke that he's like a Russian cat, <laughs> like from Siberia. We, That's I don't know. funny. He's got the glossiest, thickest coat. Like, if you start brushing him, uh-huh. you know, like, you could brush out hair like right. for, forever right. and never stop. But his fur gives me trouble, but the others don't.
1: That is yeah. funny. Well, we actually have an indoor cat now.
0: Yay. And she is beautiful, long-haired.
1: She's mm-hmm. just the delight of our our entire house. Loves her so very much. And um I I don't have any trouble with that. That's wonderful. Um I had started noticing some skin tags. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, a sign of insulin resistance. Well, I'm pretty sure that insulin resistance was was a thing. I hate going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And um I know this is not something that I would recommend necessarily for people, but I just avoid it as much as possible. And I only go if I'm absolutely desperate. So I hadn't done a lot of the testing and all of those kind of things, but
0: I'm pretty sure I was insulin resistant. Oh yeah. So I didn't have tests that said that I was either, but I'm pretty sure I was.
1: Yes. Well, and I tend to carry weight in my belly area.
0: Mm. Also a sign.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. So my skin tags, they haven't, they weren't terrible, but I had noticed a few. I actually had a couple on my neck where my seatbelt would like rub against Mm -hmm. them. And then one day I was just like, oh, they're gone. So that that's kind of nice. That's Before a sign I, your
0: body's healing.
1: Yes. So that's been, it's just been really great. And of course, there's the energy thing. I, <laughs> I had wondered if I was going to end up being like having narcolepsy because every day when I would drive my son home from school at like 2.30 or 3, it was all I could do to drive the 10 minutes from school home. I would think I was going to fall asleep at the wheel. There was just something yeah. about that time. I've always been a morning person. And when I was in college, I scheduled my classes around an afternoon nap. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> because I knew I had to have that nap. I stayed up late. Yeah. I got up early and I napped. And that's that great. is still my preferred schedule. But mm-hmm. I don't feel that same insane urge to sleep in the afternoon. I have a lot more energy and that's
0: been great. It re- I remember that, that, period of time. I would have to have that afternoon latte. Well, yes, that too. So I'm just,
1: I'm just going with this, Jen. I, so here's my struggles. Okay. My, it's really not hunger that I struggle with particularly, but I struggle with habits. Right. And, you know, so I've been doing this at this time, maybe 14 months. So not a, I mean, longer than... 21 days which is what they say it takes to break a habit much longer than that but not years and years Mm -hmm. and i still struggle like i'll drive by starbucks in the afternoon and i'll think oh that sounds good (laughs) yeah because i do drink my coffee black in the morning occasionally during my eating window i'll have a treat coffee and a treat coffee of course has sugar and some kind of yummy flavor cream or whatever but um the habit of having a treat that's food in the middle of the day has been really hard for me to overcome. And I don't, except on special occasions, like on vacation or whatever. But um, that has been really hard for me to get past the mindset of wanting a treat outside of my window.
0: Yeah. It took me a long time Mm -hmm. to get to that point of being okay with Saying no to that the treat that my mind was calling for, yes, and not feeling like I was depriving myself, right? Yeah, there was a there was a period of time, and it was it was I think after I got to my goal, Mm -hmm. and you know every other quote diet, of course, intermittent fasting is not a diet; it's not what you're eating; it's when you're eating. So you know, but. Whenever I had dieted and gotten to a goal weight that I was able to maintain for 2 minutes, you know, mm-hmm, I always mm-hmm. gained it back of and, and you know, every time stopped doing it. But with intermittent fasting, the realization at you know, the time that I finally lost the weight and got you know, got to my goal and have stayed there, I had that little bit of resentment for I really am going to have to do this forever. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, right around 2015, 2016, maybe even into 2017. Mm-hmm. That resentment, like I mm-hmm. said, that was there. That I was going to ha- quote have to do it right. forever. Right. So it really took a lot of mental work for me. And it was when I, I switched, you know, I flipped that switch in my brain to intermittent fasting is actually something I'm I'm doing now. I'm doing it for the health benefits. Mm-hmm. And the, the fasting time is doing something important and not just weight maintenance. I had right. to disconnect it from weight maintenance because mm-hmm. otherwise you're like, well, I could have this. I'm not going to gain any weight. And you start slipping right. it in. Right. But when you're like, you know, it, it's a healthy way for me to, to live. And if, if I fast for, you know, 18 hours, 19 hours, mm-hmm. 20 hours, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the day, I'm giving my body that important break. Right. Right. and and when i when i really made that shift of okay i'm not doing this because i quote have to just to right. maintain my weight i'm doing this because i want to age well right I want to, you know, be mentally sharp. Yep. Yeah, that becomes my... more important as we get a little older, doesn't it? Does it does, <laughs> now that, now that I've, I'm on the other side of menopause officially. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I... And so suddenly those things became my focus instead of my weight. And, right. And, of course, my weight is important to me. It's, it's, right. You know, I, I feel the need for many, many reasons to maintain my weight. Mm-hmm. But luckily I don't have to struggle to do that. Right. Yeah. Which, which is, is is fortunate. I'm I'm grateful yeah. to that but thank you fasting mm-hmm. but i've I've lost the 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 feeling of like it's a duty and an obligation to mm-hmm. not open my window mm-hmm. instead feeling like you know i'll wait right and and it's okay
1: well it is really helpful to just know like so The other day, I was making cookies for a client, and I've already told you cookies are a major weakness of mine. I love cookies, too. Yes, Cookies are so So, good, and I've are are so many.
0: That's one thing. I can't do a lot of baking cookies. or I will just eat them. I'll eat too many cookies. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I I have
1: a lot of really good recipes, and so I I was making cookies for a client. Do not
0: send me one. I won't.
1: (laughs) Do not send me a recipe for cookies. I I will not. I was – well, I was making cookies for a client and I'm like smelling the browned butter mm-hmm. and the vanilla and it, it just, it smelled so, and I just knew, cause it has happened of course, if I even licked my fingers, if I even accidentally licked my fingers, it would be all over. And right? so I just have to be really careful, which that is a trick with my work because tasting as a chef can be really important. And so right. I have decided for me, What I do is if I need to taste it, then I do. And I taste it in a very, you know, like lick a little bit of sauce off the spoon kind of thing. Not even a bite, but just taste if I need to correct the seasoning. And I just, I have to be able to do that because it's my work. And um, if I do have to taste something, I usually try and take a drink of water or coffee right afterwards, hoping... Then there's <laughs> then maybe, not
0: much of a maybe it'll trick my mind response. into thinking yeah.
1: th- that it didn't actually have anything, but um, <laughs> there have been a few times when I've tasted and then tasted some more and then tasted some more and I'm like, and Shoot, now your windows I open. I just blew it. Yep, the windows <laughs> open and here we go. But you know what? Tomorrow's another day, exactly. and maybe I can close it earlier today or whatever. So right. that is something when I when I first started, I just felt like, how am I going to do this? But mm. I just have had to go with it. The other thing that's been, well, I've already mentioned desserts. Desserts are going to be a part of my life. I'm not willing to give those up. And so desserts usually make an appearance in my window. And the other thing that's always been important to me is Sunday is a different day. And I don't fat. I usually break my fast earlier on Sunday because we almost always have a group of people over on Sunday after church for brunch. And I make Mm -hmm. a big, big meal and people come over and we eat and we hang out and it's wonderful. And I tend to be an evening window person. And once I open my window, it's pretty hard for me to close it before I Did go to I? bed. Yeah. And so Sunday, I am often eating for eight hours, mm-hmm. maybe even 10. But yep. um I just decided that that's important to me. And mm-hmm. I want to do I'm going to make changes that I can sustain for my life. 100%. I am not doing something crazy. And I know that you could say, for a time, I'm going to make this sacrifice. I mean, that's really what we're doing in general. I'm going to make a sacrifice for a short time and then enjoy things at a different time. But I decided that I didn't want to do anything extreme, even at the beginning, to try and get some results and then have to change and then change later. Right. I decided that I was going to make the changes that I wanted to live with. and that that
0: makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because, you know, every person designs their own lifestyle, how it works for them. And if this is something that's important to you Mm -hmm. and it makes you feel like, I mean, we we need to enjoy our life. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. And I, I am, well, I'm a foodie. I'm a
1: chef. I love food. I love making food. I love sharing food. And I just couldn't see cutting out something that was so important in our lives, which was sharing food with friends after church right. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I I just didn't see that. And then uh, usually the friends leave. And then we hang out and watch a movie with our family. And we eat popcorn and M&Ms. And I just didn't see that changing without feeling like I was really missing out on something, right. which means I wouldn't have stuck with it long term. And exactly. so Sundays are a loose day for me. And then Monday through Saturday, I usually don't eat until dinner. Okay. And so how long is your window usually? Well, my goal is to fast for 20 hours every day. Um, and just depending on things, I'm not a uh, super precise, routiney kind of person. So I'm not looking at the clock mm-hmm. and trying to wait until this minute. I use the Zero app just as a fasting timer just to help Just to give me a little bit of perspective, but I'm not like I can't start until it hits 20 or, you know, I have to stop the second the four hours have passed. I I am a little bit loose with that. So, yeah, but I just try and wait until dinner to eat. And I usually eat dinner and I have, I mean, we do good dinners, really good dinners. I love that. And then after dinner. Good dinner dinner is important. Good dinner is so important. And in fact, there have been a few times where I've been in a situation where. Um, like I was on a trip with my eighth grader and somebody, you know, the restaurant that was chosen was probably the last place on earth I would ever go. <laughs> right. And I was just like, I cannot believe that I have to eat this lousy food for dinner. And I've waited all day and now I have to have this mm-hmm. food that I don't even like. It's not, it's not window worthy. It was not window worthy. And it wasn't worth what it cost either. But that's mm-hmm. another story for another day. So, um... <laughs> I do a fancy, not window worthy oh, dinner. Gosh. That's even worse. Well, it wasn't fancy. It was well, just expensive. expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and then usually in the evening, Ted and I usually have a snack. We so this is this is what has killed me with every diet I've ever had. Um, so we have two sons. My mm-hmm. oldest is 18. He's about to go to college in the fall. And um both of our children we adopted from Ukraine. And so we had this wonderful carefree adult life for several years when we were first married without children. And then seven years into our marriage, we adopted a one-and-a-half-year-old, Tristan, our oldest, um, came to us as a
0: year-and-a-half bundle mm-hmm. of energy oh my word i had two boys that were bundles of energy too well
1: and there was no transitional time with a sweet little infant sleeping in the car seat he came to us oh yeah he was already mobile he was wound up and ready (laughs) to go this kid had a lot of energy and so it was like a marathon and a race to get through the day chasing him down and then we would put him in his bed at seven o'clock and we would collapse on the couch and we're like oh, now we can we live it. yes we yeah. did it and so we would celebrate <laughs> with that feeling with decadence yeah, and right. it was usually some kind of treat or snack so that is a habit that has been going on for mm-hmm. a long time and every time i would try a diet i would do great all day mm-hmm. And then in the evening, we would, you know, the kids would be occupied or in bed or whatever. And then Ted and I would look at each other and we're like, well, what's our treat? And that's right. when it would
0: all fall apart. And, and see, so, that's the beauty of intermittent fasting yes. because we're fasting during the day. Yes. I and can, then we open our window and, and it's, you know. The, yes. Yeah. The
1: the excess and decadence can begin. So that is another thing that I struggle with is I, I don't have a real super strong – um what do you call it? Satiety signal. Yeah. And so I still have to be mindful of the fact that just because I've fasted all day doesn't mean I need to eat five cookies. Like right. two cookies is fine. And that's a good spot to stop. Just again, discipline and self-control. I So I think I'm still learning that um, how to enjoy and this, I think there is just a sense of celebration and decadence at the end of every day that I really right. want that feels like freedom and enjoyment and relaxation, but yet not going overboard. So yep. I do have to work on that.
0: It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet pillowy dough. And get this. You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. Still. And I just want to put in a word about, about the satiety signal. I do have a really strong satiety signal, mm-hmm. but I'm still great at ignoring it. Well, you know, people yeah. think I have it all together. Yeah. <laughs> Jen Stevens. No. <laughs> but there, last night, for example, I just ignored the I've had enough uh-huh. signal. Which is and leaned into the decadence, yeah, and and I'm not sorry, yeah, and and at the other side of it, I'm like, I really probably shouldn't have had that. I didn't really need it, but it was good, yeah, and it's okay, right? Well, and when there is really good
1: food and um, plenty of it, it, it can be hard to stop. And so I'm I'm trying to learn how to think of food a little bit differently. It's there's enough, there's good food. I can always have. What I want during my window. I don't have to think of it as quick, gobble it down before it's gone. I can always make more, or, you know, there's another day and other things to have. So um, I'm trying to get better at that. But it really has been so helpful for me because of that evening mentality of relaxing. And it's just such a wonderful part of my day. I work hard, I've got energy, I'm focused throughout the day. And then once, Usually six o'clock or so, six thirty. It's dinner time, and we start cooking. And I usually don't really even eat much until we actually sit down with the meal. And then we sit down, we eat, we enjoy. I'm relaxed. I'm starting to get sleepy. And then a little snack later, and then off to bed. And then the window yeah. is closed, and we start again. It. It's great. Yeah, that's.
0: It. I close my window. I mean, I, I usually do not snack much through the evening, but if if I were hungry again before bed, I would eat again. Mm-hmm. Well, usually it's do some well kind of going to bed hungry.
1: Yeah, it's dinner, and then usually two hours later, it's some kind of treat, you know, right. a dessert or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I have had a little bit of trouble. I've tried doing a longer fast. I guess mm-hmm. alternate day yep. fasting. Yep. Except I haven't wanted to do it every you know like every other day or anything right that has been hard for me um so i i have lost about 20 pounds and that's great i think i would be helped to lose a little bit more um and by a little bit more probably 20 more <laughs> would okay. actually be good for me it's i haven't i'm i'm just so happy with where i'm at now because not only have i lost 20 pounds but it really, there was a lot around my middle, and right. that is the part that has flattened out quite a bit. Now, you know, there's still a few little lumps and bumps, and we could stand to will be. we can stand to. to <laughs> That's just the female body, yeah, right? Yeah, to slim down a little more. But um, so I've I've been I think I lost I probably lost 15 pounds pretty quickly, and okay. then slowly, 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 a little bit more. To the point where even it's like, did that actually happen? Am I really? But I've also reshaped some because I've gone mm. down in pant size. Well, even that's a little bit hard to say. At least one size, maybe two. I I was I was squeezing into a size 14 when I first started. And actually the pants I'm wearing today are size eight. But I keep Yay. thinking, they've gotta be missized. Is it possible? Because I'm still wearing pants that are bigger than that, too. So mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where I'm at with that. But um, oh, I had a point. What was my point? Hmm. Well,
0: the, the alternate day fasting, you were talking oh, about right. that. Yes, that was my point. Mm-hmm.
1: My point was that I had thought maybe if I did, if I did longer fast, like once a week, maybe a mealless right. Monday kind of concept. Not every other day or anything like that. Right. But maybe if I did that, that would help push the weight off a little bit more. So I've experimented with that. I've done it probably four or five times. And I had one time that I tried and failed. And um, it's, every time I do it, I do see the scale move. Right. Usually like two or three pounds, which feels like, how could that be possible? Which you would think that would make me really motivated to do it often. But I do well all day and then I get I even get past dinner and then I get to about eight o'clock and that desire, not even so much hunger, but just for food as a yeah. as a treat, as a comfort really kicks in so the times that I've done it
0: successfully have been times that Ted has been away at night so he's no I get it the reason I'm, I'm smiling is because that was one of my struggles with alternate daily yes. fasting as well because I I remember sitting on the couch next to Chad yes. one night I was doing this is you know I haven't I haven't skipped a day of eating since 2016 oh, I've wow. eaten every single day okay lucky you. <laughs> since 2016 <laughs> And, but I remember I was, I was doing it and I'm sitting on the couch and he's eating tortilla chips and mm-hmm. salsa and I wanted to throat punch him. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just wanted to, it, right. again, wasn't because I was hungry. It was because he was having this eating experience right. and I wanted to have an eating experience. I
1: want to, I want to have a treat. And so yeah. it, it is really tricky. So I actually did, well, okay. Tell me what you think about this. I wanted okay. to do an all day fast on Wednesday, just a few days ago. I knew Ted had a meeting out of town that night and I knew he wouldn't be back until late and I thought maybe I can make it. But then I was listening to one of your podcasts and it was talking about alternate day fasting and how on the off day you could still have a small meal. of The down day. Yeah, the down day. 500 calories. Mm -hmm. And so when he got home, he wanted to have a snack because he'd had you know, some hipster meal that wasn't enough food for him. <laughs> so he wanted a snack. And I was like, well, I could do the
0: 500-calorie thing. Yeah. So I did do a little snack. But it felt like cheating See, that's the thing. People say that. I knew you were going to go with that. But but people are like, this seems like cheating. Doesn't this break the fast? I'm like, yes, it is breaking the fast. No, it's not cheating. You know, the research on alternate day fasting was with 500 calorie down days. I mean, they've done some with zero calorie days as well, where people fast straight through like for 36 hours. Mm -hmm. But the initial research on alternate day fasting was with 500 calorie down Mm -hmm. days. Okay. And um so it's, it's not cheating. It's not, right. it's, it, it, it's not fasting once you eat, obviously, right. but it's not less than or lesser right. or a, a right. you know, like I have to choose this because I'm not strong enough to do the other. It's, it's none of those. Right. It's, it's a legitimate way of structuring alternate daily fasting. Okay. You know, because people call it a crutch. It's not a crutch. Right. It's a well-researched way of doing alternate day fasting. Okay. And again, The best – you said this earlier. I'm going to say your own advice back to you. Okay. I'm ready for it. (laughs) Hit me with some great advice, Jen. Yeah. This is advice from Kristen to Kristen. The best approach is the one that you can stick to. Right. And if having a 500-calorie down day meal is the one that you can stick to, Mm -hmm. then it's 100% the better way to do it. Right. It is legitimately better if it feels better to you to do it that way.
1: Well, because I feel like if I could say – I'm going to do a mealless Monday. I'm going to have a down day every Monday. But Monday evening, I could have – I mean, let's be honest. It would probably be a treat, coffee, and a cookie. (laughs) But if I could have that and have a treat
0: today, I really feel like I could do that every week. Well, if it's not going to make you starving. See, if I had a cookie and a coffee – I would be so hungry. It would like open the gates. Well, but if
1: I went to bed, I think it would be okay because I was fine the next day. In fact, I didn't eat. So I didn't eat anything except a snack on Wednesday evening. And then I didn't eat again on Thursday, which was yesterday, until like
0: five or six. And I was fine. I will say this. After a down day, I want you to have an up day. Well, so I did. I had. Okay. I had something. At least two meals, at least six to eight hours.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had plenty yesterday. Thank okay. you. <laughs> we had, yes, it was a good okay. day. So so I think I could do that. So I would like to, like I said, I would like to move the weight loss forward a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's what I need to incorporate. But, okay, so I have a friend, a question from my friend. Okay. Which is, if we as women of a certain age, isn't that what they right. used to say? Been yeah. of a certain age i'm now of that age okay if we <laughs> just faithfully do the thing which is eat in a short window and fast during a long window of fasting and we do that faithfully do we have to tweak it or is it just
0: going to maybe it'll take more time but it's just going to work well that's the impossible thing to answer and it also depends on what you mean by work Will it work in your body in a powerful way doing things that are important and healing you like your skin tags falling off mm-hmm. and your your waist is going down. Mm-hmm. That's working. Right. Will it get you all the way to the your goal size or weight? Maybe not. Right. Okay. And and that's because you know the 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 thing that really hits me, fasting is simple, mm-hmm. but our bodies are complicated. Yeah. You know, one That's person true. might be able to say, I'm just going to have an eight-hour eating window. That's all I'm going to do. And and then magically, they get right where they want to be. Right. Somebody might be able to do that in a five-hour window or a four-hour window. Right. Whereas somebody else needs to do some different things, you right. know, maybe. It, it just really depends. Right. And a lot of it has to do with, I'll be honest, people like you and like me who like to lean into the decadent. Oh, yes. Lean in. We may have to lean and lean back a little bit. I know. You know? I hate that, but, <laughs> but we're still having health benefits. Right. Even in the absence of, you know, the weight loss we might be hoping right. for.
1: Well, that's but, the thing that I have found to be so magical about this whole thing, Jen, is that. Every year of my life since I was 16, if I wasn't doing something proactive about my weight, I was gaining weight. Right. Mm-hmm. Always gaining. Mm-hmm. And there have been years that I gave up. There were years that I was trying. But it was it got harder and harder to lose weight. And weight gain was just the norm. And so exactly. for the last oh, year. Oh, we can relate to that. Oh, gosh. So for the last year... I have lost 20 pounds. Now, would I have liked to have lost lost more? Yes. I've heard some stories where people are losing, you know, 50, 80 pounds in a year. And I know that's 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 not me. But Mm -hmm. if I factor in the fact that every year I would gain five or even 10 pounds in a year and I've lost 20. And even though I haven't lost a lot in the last few months, I've had some ups and downs. Um with some, some different things that have come in and, and made changes. But I haven't I haven't gained. I have not gained weight. And that is shocking. And I feel like That's I could victory. do this forever. And right. in fact, you know, after the holidays, after we went on spring break, we took a, a fun trip this year, our whole family. And, you know, I was eating. I was not living by all of the fasting principles on those trips. And then we got back. And I was looking forward to getting back on it, which I can for sure say there was never a time that I was like, I can't wait to start counting Weight Watchers points again. Right. But we're ready to get back to fasting because it feels so much better. It does. It feels really good. And sure, there are those moments where I want the treat. Donuts have been something that it's been hard to give up, but you know, because they're mostly in the morning and I don't usually eat yeah. in the morning. But if I really, really want a donut, I can save it for later. You can. And then I usually
0: find that later I actually want dinner and something a sensible else. meal and real good food. We are almost out of time. Yes, so, really, in a very short period of time, what would you tell someone just starting off with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started?
1: Well, I think. The idea of accepting the fact that the first couple weeks may be really difficult and not giving up, and then also the idea of picking something that you can live with for the rest of your life. So right. many other diets, you feel like, I'm going to do this thing and it's going to be terrible, but I won't have to do it forever. Um, and if you can think of things that you don't mind doing forever right, and just make it a part of your life, it it really is... So easy, and I have found, like I said, that I look forward to getting back on track when I do take a little break because we have family in town. And shocking how much they want to eat, Jen. Oh, I Every know. Every three always hours, me. I'm what's like, what? what's for lunch, Chris? How
0: can you possibly? Really? I know. I <laughs> just
1: made you breakfast. Really?
0: <laughs> and you ate it. <laughs> I know. I know. The frequent eaters. Yeah. Yes, it it is. It is. That crazy. used to be us. Yep. 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 Well, Kristen, thank you so much for being here today. And um, send me an email. Let me know how it goes with your, your alternate daily fasting or mealless, but with a small meal. Yes. Day.
1: Okay. I will do that. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you.
0: Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. intermittent fasting stories is edited mixed and mastered by resonate recordings to learn more visit them at resonaterecordings.com or email them at hello at resonate recordings.com intermittent fasting stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast